baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. A12 now on this Monday morning, February 26th. Beautiful day ahead, highs of 80. Not quite as nice as it was over the weekend, but pretty close. Breezy, highs of 80 today and tomorrow. 79 on Wednesday, cold front comes through, temperatures drop. High temperature Thursday, only 62, lows in the 50s. Maybe a chance for showers Friday and Saturday and Sunday. Ramon Antonio Vargas joins us now, editor and reporter at The Guardian. Good morning, Ramon. How are you? Good morning. How are you doing? I'm okay. Um, I said this earlier, and I don't want people to think that we're beating up on the archdiocese or anything, but as long as stuff like this keeps happening, we're going to keep talking about it. And while it's not the same story, in a way it is. It's the story of the behavior uh, and the approval, uh, implicit or tacit approval of, of the Archdiocese of New Orleans and with priests accused of some some sexual misbehavior. It's different individuals and if, and it's different um, events, but it is the same pattern, maybe would be the way to put it. Yeah, I mean, certainly, um, I mean, certainly that's, that's the case. I think that the approach that the archdiocese has taken as far as its management of, um, you know, the strategy and, and declaring bankruptcy in, uh, in 2020 in part to, in large part to dispense of litigation related to the clerical abuse crisis that had been going on for, for, uh, you know, decades at that point, um, has, has kind of like set up this like drip drip. A lot of the information was put on, um, a lot of the information was kind of like sealed by that decision. And the way that it's been coming out has been uh, in kind of a drip drip fashion, as opposed to, as one might say, kind of ripping off the ripping off the bandaid. And you know, I'm glad you said that because any public relations expert will tell you that the way to handle something like this is to get it all out there at one time, so you don't have a drip 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 of information. But that's the way the archdiocese has chosen to handle it. That is uh, that is true, and um, and so I guess you know these these pieces take a long time to report out. These pieces take a long time, um, and and when they do come out, and it it kind of works both ways, right? I think that there's certainly if you go through my, you know, like my byline page, if you will, at the Guardian, right? There's just kind of you know I I certainly sense this sort of like uh, this again, but um, but there's still so much that we don't know, and the way that um, the approach has kind of been been set up to to take these things piecemeal um that's kind of the hand that uh that you know i've been dealt as a journalist and just approaching it um and so until everything comes out i mean i'll try to report as much of it as i can completely and let's talk about this priest if we can i I don't say this uh flippantly at all at least it's not a child but it doesn't make the person any less of a victim if you can um Tell, tell me what's going on here, Ramon. I'll just give you the floor, and it's a, a little bit of a convoluted story, but you'll be able to tell it. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I um, – <clears throat> so Anthony Odeon is a uh, – was for a long time a uh, – the the pastor of, of St. Anthony in, um, in, in Luling, right? And, um, you know, in, in short, what we were able to establish recently is that um, he had been – 
removed. Uh, he he had been essentially um, suspended from ministry is kind of the term, industrial term, suspended from ministry in uh, in the Diocese of Austin, Texas, for uh, misconduct with, uh, well, I guess, with multiple adult women um, parishioners. Uh, generally, they allege that he kind of positioned himself to be their spiritual counselor and then um and then subjected them to kind of like unwelcome um sexual advances uh in in two of the cases that I've been able to establish and then in the third one um I guess the parishioner's position um which was really a parishioner was just the person who developed a kind of personal connection with him um <clears throat> that uh you know positioned himself in a way that she couldn't consent to any sort of I guess physical encounter um because one she came to rely on him for because of his position of authority and also, um, you know, couldn't really appropriately, willingly give her give give him, um, you know, significant amounts of money, which uh, which she did, and um, it kind of highlights. And so he was suspended in 2019 over over those allegations, um, you know, uh, many of those allegations in 2019 in Texas. Yet here in New Orleans, he continued to kind of serve in ministry until December. Well, there was really no new information other than I think the archdiocese has decided, from best I can tell, the archdiocese has not engaged with me very much. Best I can tell, um, kind of pointed to those allegations which have been out there to justify, I guess, removing him from from ministry uh, here as well, right? Four years after Texas had done it for for basically identical reasons. Let's talk about and the year, they, the timeline here, if yeah. we can, uh, Ramon. Sure. What is it, what's the timeline of his troubles in Texas? And then it following him here. Yeah. So in in 2019, at least two of the women that I'm to whom I'm referring came forward, both to the diocese of Austin and to the archdiocese of New Orleans. Um, and the behavior we're talking about is in like the 2010 to 2012 time frame, right? And so they're kind of coming forward in 2019. So this is not, this is not um, anything and, goes back to the 60s or 70s. This is 2010 to 2020. And the, and the reports were made in 2019, correct? To both Texas yes, and here. Yes, and, okay. and so it's yeah, of course it's uh, it is much more recent than than some of the um, things. And again, you know the 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 case really illustrates kind of how the church is grappling right now with the idea of whether you know they can whether the the church. It's sort of like you know you would see whether they can implement kind of restrictions. Like, as you see in other professions, right, where like, you know, mental health providers aren't supposed to be pursuing sex with their um, with their clients, um, uh, teachers, Doctors, right, even, even with counselors, what have you, right? Right, and 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 uh, and teachers with uh, with adult students, right? Even if it's a teacher who is like a student, there, you know, you risk not only you know professional sanctions, but even possibly um, criminal prosecution. So um, primarily, so that that's sort of like where that's sort of like the context of of, of what's going on here. Um, this is it's it's more cases like that as opposed to you know outright child abuse because me, these aren't me, children, obviously. Let me take a break, Ramon. We'll pick it up here. We come back. I, I knew a young woman that went was having trouble with her marriage, and she went to see. This is not a Catholic priest. We went to see a religious advisor. And a religious advisor, I'm not going to repeat the behavior on the air, but uh, made a blatant attempt to engage her sexually, and that was as wrong as wrong can be. 
because of, you know, you're going to get spiritual advice and all of a sudden you got somebody hitting on you trying to, to take advantage of you being in a vulnerable situation. So we'll pick it up here. We come back. It happened in Austin. And then the woman, one of the victims tried or more than one alerted the Archdiocese of Austin, then alerted the Archdiocese of New Orleans. It seems as though the Austin Archdiocese took action despite the warning, the the New Orleans Archdiocese took no action. And again, there's that Austin connection, which is where Arch, Archbishop Amon was before. And I don't know if it's just a coincidence or not, but we'll let you pick up the story when we come back. 820 Traffic Now, WWL. 826, Tommy Tucker, WWL, talking to Ramon Antonio, Var- Antonio Vargas, editor and reporter to The Guardian about this Catholic priest. Uh, accused of misconduct, suspended in Texas, but yet when the victim notified the Archdiocese of New Orleans, what happened? So the Archdiocese of New Orleans, I guess, let him um, continue in ministry of uh, being the pastor of St. Anthony in uh, Louisville, Louisiana, until 2019. Um, one important thing to note, uh, I'm sorry, until this past December, um, but one important thing to note is when the Diocese of Austin suspended him in 2019, it didn't really announced that decision or the reason for that decision publicly, right, which also made it very difficult for people to realize who they were dealing with, uh, I guess, here in the community. So the Archdiocese of New Orleans ignored that, and then did he have some more misconduct here? No, I mean, there's no, there hasn't been any indication. The the, the ones that I've been able to establish, everything everything's kind of in, in Austin, right? Um, but he did continue kind of working here as if nothing had happened um, until until this past December, when the archdiocese decided, for the very same reasons um, that he had been suspended in Austin, that they would that they would also suspend him. Um, and again, like it, I think it, it just speaks more to the question about, you know, obviously it raises questions about one, why didn't Austin, I think, notify the public about the decision they had taken? Two, the diocese of Austin. And um, maintained that it had told New Orleans that Odeon had been suspended from ministry in its diocese. But for whatever reason, that didn't affect his status here. Now, there hasn't been anything, there hasn't been any report that I've been able to um, to, to establish, you know, um, involving similar conduct here in the New Orleans area that said, um, that's different from saying that I can rule it out at this point, right? Um, it's been very difficult to get information out of the archdiocese, and um, obviously Anthony Odeon hasn't been all that forthcoming um, in terms of you know when I've been able to speak to him about about the reasons for you know why he you know what hit the circumstances of the separation from um, you know from his role at uh, in St. Anthony and in, in Ludling. So is he still a pastor? Is he still practicing as a priest or, or performing his priestly duties? So his situation right now is is he's not welcome in New Orleans. He's not welcome in a couple of parts of Texas. The diocese, his diocese in Nigeria where he was ordained, has recalled him, kind of told him to come home. Um, but his position is I'm an American citizen. Um, you know, no no bishop can, can kind of un- undo my uh my ordination no you know i i basically answer to to no kind of like earthly authority and i'm just going to keep on moving forward he's got a lot of support from people that he um he used to have these healing masses people you know reported going to this mass and becoming healed from 
you know, uh, major medical ailments through the power of prayer. Um, and uh, he's, like, been able to raise some money. At one point, I think he was planning to get it. He was claiming that he had a job lined up at a university in Florida, Catholic University in Florida, where he was going to be running chapels, not necessarily as, like, a clergyman, but, like, you know, as, like, a, a lay person who happened to be, you know, a cler- cleric in the past. But um, the university kind of disavowed that plan, so, we, you know, we, we have no plan, no intention on hiring him after the story came out. So, um, yeah, right now. To be clear, Ramon, I just want to clear this up before we go. This is more of an ethical concern, although illegal in Texas, it's hard to prove, hard to prosecute. This is more of a, in this case, ethical concern than it is legal? Well, I mean, that's the thing is that in Texas, there is a law that criminalizes sexual contact or, or sexualized contact, if you will, between a clergyman and a person who depends on that clergyman for um, spiritual advice, right? So, it, it, but it's just, it's rarely prosecuted, but yes, that in that state, there is a law. There is no similar law that I'm aware in Louisiana, um, but in uh, in Texas. So so that, that certainly, and, and some, I think some people would argue, and some of the women in, in Texas especially would argue that, no, I mean, it is it is a question of, of criminal behavior, of, of criminal allegations. But on uh, on another hand, I mean, certainly the, the questions being raised is just like, you, you've got these ethical rules that like could call you know if if you are an attorney and and make an unwelcome advance on a client right there's serious ethical and professional considerations that um you know those are violations that could cost you dearly like for as far as your license same in the medical profession same same in education right where like if a, a teacher criminalized contact between prison guards who are adults and incarcerated people in their custody right like All right, let me take a break we'll pick it up when we come back ramon antonio vargas editor reporter at the guardian time for news now on wwl baseball is in full swing nba playoffs are heating up and your nfl team is gearing up for training camp listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the odyssey app the biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place exclusive interviews with players coaches and team executives streaming live and always available on demand stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the odyssey app We're talking to Ramon Antonio Vargas, editor and reporter at The Guardian, about a Catholic priest, Father Odeong, accused of misconduct conduct and suspended in Texas. Why did the Archdiocese of New Orleans let him preach here? You can lead it up a little bit, Tim, if you can. Um, a woman goes to see this priest uh, to talk about her troubled marriage. She goes for counseling. Discussions often centered on her sex life, she said, and she alleged she encouraged, he encouraged her to engage in forms of intercourse with which she was not comfortable, demanding she report back to him on the result of having submitted to those activities. Eventually, the priest told the woman he had fallen in love with her and her marriage was not a true one. He proposed she enter into a spiritual marriage with him and courting her by serenading her over the phone with ballads, including that song that you just heard. Um, one of the victims, when she found out that this priest was in Luling, that's when she contacted authorities. Is that right, Ramon? I got that part right? Uh, well, see, uh, this woman in particular spoke out really after the um, the news that he was in Luling and had been suspended and that other people had accused him of similar, of similar stuff. She, she kind of 
came forward and contacted the Austin Diocese. Um, and then that's when she learned for the first time that he had actually been like the communication back was like, Hey, like, you know, thanks for your concern, but uh, you may be glad to hear that he hasn't been welcomed to minister here since 2019, right? Which was news to her. And, uh, and again, something that was not publicly known, um, you know, prior to that. One of the the things that stood out to me about this story is canon law and and what the archdiocese had to say about their responsibilities under canon law. How does all, first off all, what is canon law and how does that refer to all of this or relate to all of this? I mean, canon law is just basically church law, right? And, um, and again, it's, it's kind of like a set of rules that, you know, sometimes, you know, Catholic organizations will point to is that, uh, prevented them or forced them to act a certain way, but then, uh, but then sometimes strategically it makes more sense to kind of defer to civil law and criminal law or, uh, you know, um, state law. Make and, more and sense for whom? For the, for the organization. <laughs> so, the so it's, so it's canon law when it's convenient, but it's, then we ignore that and we go with civil or state law when that benefits us more. Some have argued that. Okay. Yes. All right. I just wanted to check on that. So what happened when the complaints were forwarded to what what led to his ouster here in the Archdiocese of New Orleans? So really, it's interesting because the primary thing cited was a complaint in 2019 from another woman who had uh, described kind of this like years long situationship, if you will, with uh, with Anthony Odeon in which she gave him money in which there was, you know, very sexualized kind of conversations, very, um, you know, some, some physical contact um, stopped short of outright intercourse. Um, and uh, and her position was basically like I couldn't consent to either giving the money or the contact that we did have because I was in his, like he was my spiritual guidance, basically. Like he was like I, I relied on him for spiritual guidance. And um in 2019, kind of, it was reported to the authorities. In 2019, it was decided that there was not quite enough to establish crime. In uh, in 2023, it reached the same conclusion. Only in 2019, the archdiocese apparently reached the um, the decision that it did not quite rise to the level of taking any action against Anthony Odeon. And then in December, that changed for whatever reason. And so he was removed from ministry. Uh, his bishop called him back to Nigeria. He is defying the orders to uh, to return, and for now is kind of just wandering around, relying uh, in in large part to uh, on the um, kind of cur- the hospitality, courtesy, um, kindness of of the people that he's met through his work. And uh, he does have a number of supporters in his communities in Texas where he works. He's got a number of supporters still here in kind of the Luling area, um, but for now it's kind of a, a man without a church. All right, so we're talking to Ramon Antonio Vargas, editor, reporter at The Guardian, about a Catholic priest accused of misconduct was suspended in Texas, and we've been talking to you since 810 for people that are just tuning in. He was suspended in – give me the timeline, if you can, an encapsulated version of this, Ramon, uh, of the timeline of when the charges came up in Austin, when he came to New Orleans, and when did the Archdiocese of Austin let the Archdiocese of New Orleans know you might got a problem on your hands here? Sure. Let me. Um, so just to encapsulate, right? He worked in Texas and he worked in Southeast Louisiana. Um, in in 2019, 
complaints of his, of misconduct with uh, with women in his ministry in Texas basically prompted the Diocese of Austin to remove him from ministry. So you can't you can't work as a priest here in this area um, in 2019. And then the Diocese of Austin says it told the Archdiocese of New Orleans about that decision. And what is at the Archdiocese? Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, and then, then at that point, basically, the Arch- he continued working in southeast Louisiana unabated, right? Just continued working here um, unabated and, uh, and, and worked normally until in December when for basically the same reasons that got him suspended in 2019, the Archdiocese decided, okay, we're no longer okay with that and removed him from ministry. He has gone on the record claiming that basically his explicit discomfort with the attempts by Pope Francis to make the Catholic Church more welcoming to the LGBTQ plus community, um, that he said he spoke out against that, and that's what led to his removal. But all indications are that there was that that had little of anything to do with it, and that it was much more about the uh, the complaints of of misconduct in which he was abusing his and he which he is accused of abusing his authority as a priest to pursue physical relationships with some of the parishioners whom he met through his work. He comes to New Orleans. The Archdiocese of Texas says they tell the Archdiocese of New Orleans about his behavior. He's allowed to practice. And then how long after does he get suspended here from or, or preach, whatever he does, whatever you call it? About the four years. So it was about 2019 was when he was suspended in Texas. And for, it was about another four years before the Archdiocese of New Orleans followed suit. And we don't know why it took four years, right? No. I mean, there was no new real information in between that time. That, um, you know, there, there's no... Nothing new, much changes between uh, 2019 and, and December of 2023 to explain the, uh, to explain why um, all of, you know his, his status should have been should have been changed. You know, because I thought I read in a story where the church, the archdiocese, said they were following canon law when he came here, but yet I guess I would wonder again what changed in canon law where four years later you would decide to all of a sudden you don't want him. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I guess their position is just like we've we've done everything correctly here, right? Um, but it's difficult without really kind of like elaborating on the reasoning. So what in 2019 and in 2023, and then I know that there's like this position that they take that like, well, really, like he doesn't really report to us. Like he reports to his bishop in Nigeria, and his bishop in Nigeria has now recalled him. But then, um, you know, it gets tricky because, I mean, he's working – he had been working here at the invitation of uh, – at the invitation of the archbishop. Um, and he also arrived in Texas at the invitation of, uh, of the archbishop when he was, um, you know, at a prior post in, when, in Texas. When you say the archbishop, you're talking about Archbishop Amon? Yes, when okay. he arrived in Texas at the invitation of then Austin Bishop Amon, and then uh, now he's uh, and then he arrived in Southeast Louisiana at the invitation of. Archbishop Gregory Amon when he came over here. And has the Archbishop Amon or the Archdiocese explained any reason why they decided to suspend him or relieve him of his priestly duties? No. I mean, back in December, they indicated it was over uh, complaints of multiple women um, in a statement to my reporting partner um, on the story at the time, WWL's David Hammer. Um, but then there was uh, there's been no real explanation as to one of the least clear things about this is why basically the same set of facts in 2019 was kind of deemed not enough to affect his status as a priest in the region, and then why those same set of facts in 2023 and late 2023 made it 
so that he couldn't continue in that role. And one more thing before we let you go, to be clear, this is um, this has nothing to do with whether Pree should be married or not. This is about the relationship between a counselor and a patient or a, a congregant, however you want to phrase it, correct? That's right. This is a question about whether, and, and these women who say that they are not on equal footing with Anthony Odeon when he is entering a positioning himself in authority, authority over them, and then trying to leverage that into a physical relationship. You, you make yourself vulnerable as somebody, and they take advantage of it. Bottom line? That's that's the genre of accusations that we're, that we're talking about. Thank here, you, correct? Ramona. I appreciate your work. Ramona Antonio Vargas, editor reporter at The Guardian, 854 Traffic Now, WWL. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 